Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 345 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the opportunity and freedom to read your word. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 10. Jesus talks about sheep. He tells us he is the shepherd. Wikipedia defines the word shepherd to be a person who tends, herds, feeds, or guards flocks of sheep. Jesus is our shepherd. He tends to us, feeds us, and guards us. Verse 9 says, I am the door. Anyone who enters in through me will be saved, will live. He will come in and he will go out freely and will find pasture. I breathe a sigh of relief as I read about freedom and pasture. We have both today and for eternity. Jesus came to set us free and to feed us every day of our lives. In verse 10, we have his promise. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. May we enjoy the freedom Jesus came to offer us, both spiritually and physically. We have the freedom to read his word, learn more about him, and be fed and strengthened by him. In verse 28, Jesus said, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. Verse 29 is similar, as Jesus said that no one can snatch us out of God's hand either. This should bring us all comfort and peace as we traverse this life. We are his now and forever. We start the book of Amos today. Amos was a sheep herder who lived in a city of Judah just southeast of Bethlehem. His name means burden and burden bearer. He lived in a time of tremendous prosperity. According to the introduction in my Bible, Judah was experiencing unprecedented economic and political prosperity in the northern kingdom of Israel. Not since the days of Solomon had times been so good. While experiencing this kind of prosperity, Amos shared prophecies of things to come for both nations that had come against his people and judgment upon his people. Israel and Judah split after King Solomon died, and Israel made places for their people to worship other than Jerusalem. Golden calves were erected for the people of Israel to worship. Their sins didn't go unnoticed by God, and they would be punished, along with the nations who had transgressed against Israel. In the first chapter, Amos speaks against all the nations. In these verses, Amos says, for three transgressions, and then adds four more delinquencies. This means there are multiple sins against the nations. Damascus is the first to be addressed. In 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, you can read about what happened. In 2 Kings 16.9, you can read about how Amos' prophecy came true when the king of Assyria went against Damascus. In verse 6, Gaza, a city in Philistia, is addressed. They captured and sold many Judeans to Edom as slaves. The Edomites were descendants of Esau. 2 Chronicles 28.17 says, For again the Edomites had come and smitten Judah and carried away its captives. Gaza eventually fell to Syria, Egypt, and then Alexander the Great. Verses 9 and 10 tell us that Tyr will suffer for their role in delivering the Jews to Edom. They weren't the ones who captured them, but they played a role in ensuring the Jewish people were successfully delivered to Edom. Alexander the Great was instrumental in their demise. 
Verses 11 and 12 show us that God will repay Edom for their sins against Judah. Edom's descendants came from Esau, the brother of Jacob. As we know, God renamed Jacob Israel. So when we read that Edom and Israel were brothers, their roots did come from brothers. As such, they could be allied with one another, but they weren't. Edom's enmity toward the Israelites go way back to Numbers chapter 20, verses 17 through 21, where Edom didn't allow passage to the Israelites when they wanted to go through their land as they wandered through the wilderness. Verse 18 says, But Edom said to him, You shall not go through, lest I come out against you with a sword. The prediction against Edom is fulfilled. There are no living Edomites. God doesn't forget the transgressions against his people. He doesn't forget those who have hurt you either. May we know that God is our avenger. Verses 13 through 15 tell us about God's wrath against the Ammonites. The Ammonites started with an ancestral relationship with Lot and his daughter. Judges 10.8 says, And they oppressed and crushed and broke the Israelites that year. For 18 years they oppressed all the Israelites beyond the Jordan in the land of the Amorites in Gilead. The prophecy against them was fulfilled in part in Judges 11.32, which says, then Jephthah crossed over to the Ammonites to fight with them, and the Lord gave them into his hands. In chapter 2, we read about the Moabites. They were descendants of Lot. They dug up the bones of a dead king of Edom and burned his bones. God satisfied his wrath on them when Babylon conquered them. Then God judged Judah for their broken covenant with him, and we know that Babylon took them into exile for 70 years. Next, God sends his wrath against Israel. The accusations against them are many. In verse 9, God reminded them what he had done for them by fighting for them, delivering them from Egypt, and raising prophets for them. But even after all he did for them, they didn't appreciate it. So God promised them that he would touch them. He would slow them down, weaken them, take their courage, and fail in war. Israel fell to Babylon and then to Rome. Let's see what words of wisdom Solomon has for us today in Proverbs 14. Here are some of God's promises to us. Verse 6 tells us that knowledge is easy for those who are teachable. May we allow the Lord to teach us. Verse 8 further defines wisdom. The Amplified Bible says, The wisdom, godly wisdom, which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, of the prudent is to understand his way. We will gain understanding, wisdom, and knowledge as we continue to seek God and his ways in his word. Verse 9 says the upright have the favor of God. Verse 11 tells us that the upright will flourish. Verse 16 says that the wise see danger and avoid evil. Verse 18 says that the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Verse 20 is interesting and says, The poor is hated even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Friends abound when everything is going great, but a good friend is hard to find when things are difficult. May we be a friend to those experiencing difficulty today. Verse 27 says, Reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snare of death. We stay highly connected to the Lord as we worship him. God will protect our hearts as we draw close to him and worship him and his magnificence. Verse 31 tells us that those who are kind and merciful to the needy honor God. May we be good to people today, for we are all God's children. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for your word that continues to teach us more about you and your ways. Father, we praise you. You are greatly to be praised. May we honor and worship you with our hearts, mouths, and lives. May we praise you today with the angels. You are a faithful God, faithful to your people. Keep us singing your praises. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.